Well, good afternoon. It is Saturday, April the 6th, uh, 2.01 p.m. Central Time in St. Louis. I'm Leon Davis, and this is Altitude Adjustment. I want to thank you very much for uh, taking the opportunity to join me this afternoon. Uh, my guest today is David L. Jackson, and we're going to talk about St. Louis politics coming up right now. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Alrighty. Well, uh, as I said, I want to thank you all for joining me. Uh, and I'd like to welcome you to the show, uh, Mr. Jackson. How are you today? Good, good. Thank you for the uh, invite. Oh, you're quite welcome. Um, well, I, we had talked uh, previously, and, and one of the things we talked about was the school board. Um, and so I wanted to definitely follow up on that. And then I wanted to talk about the city-county merger. And if we, got, if we have time, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the other things that are going on in St. Louis. One of the things in, uh, was um, I read an article recently on uh, STL Today about uh, David McKee, or I'm sorry, I don't remember his first name, but McKee. Paul McKee. Yeah, Paul McKee. And he owned quite a bit of property here in St. Louis. And I was kind of trying to get an idea of what you think might be going on there. But let me let me start first with the Board of Education. Yes. So um, Adam Lane and Tracy Miller wound up uh, being picked for the board. And um, so so Adam had a bit of controversy associated with his uh, nomination. Yes, yes, he did. Uh you know, basically, it was a trade-out between him and Charlie Cooksey because Charlie Cooksey and him do have a relationship not only with each other but with similar organizations that promote uh, proponents of charter schools. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's that was the uh, confusion or the uh, controversy with with Adam. Of course, it was ex it was excitable to see that he was a young black male. Uh, uh, being a teacher uh, and also teaching math. Uh, however, you know, he uh, sits on the board of a charter school and he's a charter school proponent. Right. So why would you want to be on the board of a public school district that is in direct conflict with the charter schools? So what did, what did he, what was his answer to that? What, you know, how did he approach that issue? Well, he, he never really quite answered it one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, when I asked him about that, uh, basically he just said that he, he believes in helping children. Uh, and, and by saying that, you know, I just took it that he didn't care what he had to do uh, to support his objectives as long as it's benefiting kids. And Charlie Cooksey had the same stand. Uh, you know, it, it didn't matter that they were charter school proponents, they were really interested in uh, helping uh, young black kids. Mm -hmm. So now um, the charter school uh, of the board that he sat on was uh, an organization funded partially by Rick uh, Rex Sinkfield, which is also behind the um, city county merger. Uh, who is also behind a part of the city counter merger. So, so do you feel that um, Adam Lane could be 
problematic for the the uh, St. Louis City residents. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, you know, but with him being on that on the board of the uh, public school district, I'm hoping that his members really, once they come back into governors of the district, that they get their attorney to look at the conflict of interest, because there's definitely a conflict of interest, not only with him, uh, but others that may be uh, on the board. So, you know, it really needs to be looked at because of, uh, you know, the St. Louis Public Schools, the Special Administrative Board, just lost their lawsuit. Remember them back in 2015, 16, they sued uh, the state and trying to recoup about $50 million from the charter schools that they were contributing to. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was a frivolous lawsuit because the way the, the law reads, uh, charter schools are indeed, are in fact public schools. So they share in those tax dollars also. And so the judge agreed with that and the case was dismissed last week, but millions was spent on fighting that case. So that was a lot of uh, resources that were um, yeah, expended. Taken out of the school district. Uh, you know, it uh, that was a bad choice on the special administrative board to uh, file that lawsuit. But I, I don't think they expected it to win. Now, that's my personal views. I think it was an opportunity for that uh, law firm at $300 an hour to make money. I understand. I understand. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Tracy Miller? Not really. Uh, she 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 kind of popped up like uh, uh, Adam Lane did. Uh, it's going to be interesting because you know they got the same background. Uh, you know, she's uh, uh, she's not a person of color, mm -hmm. but she has the same background as Adam Lane and Charlie Cookson, and I'm sure she'll say the same thing that she's is being involved because she cares about the children. But now remember, the school district, the St. Louis Public School District has been on the governance of the Special Administrative Board for the last 12, 13 years. Right. You didn't hear from these none of these candidates until now. So if they were really sincere about wanting to help the kids in the public schools, where have they been? So, so because of, and, and, and my thing is, is that I think the timing is in, interesting that at the same time that these two candidates and one of them, uh, with a direct connection to, uh, Rex Sinkfield and, uh, the other one who also, uh, uh, I guess proffers the charter school kind of, uh, set up for the for for school age kids um at the same time that the the city county merger becomes a uh, flash issue here in in the area so so my concern is is um is that a joint effort cuz one of the things that you and I had talked about was that um, in the uh, Better Together uh, document, and I, I've read the executive summary, uh, they don't mention the school district at all. 
No, not, not at all. When Better Together first came out with that big announcement, with uh, at that time it was uh, former Mayor Francis Slay, uh, and he showed up out in, in the county, and they made the big announcement. One of my first questions to the executive director of Better Together was, why didn't we include the public school systems? And her comment was, well, we, we talked about it, but we feel now is not the time. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm not in support of Better Together, and why I don't think Better Together really is serious about their intentions on moving the region forward. Because if you don't include the school districts, then Better Together won't work. It's just a failure. And, and once again, it's showing how segregated the region is here in Missouri. Um, you know, if you want an equity, equitable education for all children, then what better way than to consolidate the school district and all the real estate taxes are spread out among the schools equally? Okay. I mean, there's no better way to show equitable education. Okay. And, and, so yeah, uh, I had a question right, right in the tip of my tongue, and it'll come back to me in a little bit. But um, uh, a couple of the things that I had uh, um, a difficulty with, or uh, is is how the business community is actually helping push uh, the better together idea. They're they're behind the the merger of the city and the county, which to me says it's a financial transaction um, more than actually um, helping the, the just the citizens. It's more about uh, how, to, how does everybody make money out of this? Would you agree with that? Well, there's definitely uh, money tied to it. There's no way around it. But, you know, to, to be truthful about the Better uh, Together plan, of course, there should be a regional effort in, in economic opportunities for both city and county. And what better way to do it if the two join? Uh, unfortunately, uh, they're not doing it the right way, and they're not including the people who actually uh, it would affect and live here. And that's the problem. If, if you want to be true to uh, regionalism, you include everybody, and everybody's at the table. That's not happening. And, and one of the biggest things is the school districts. You must include the school district. I mean, you know, better together saying that we need to consolidate the police departments, the fire department, mm -hmm. the street department. Those are all beneficial to the region. But so is the school districts. And without that, it's, it's a fair plan. Well, um, another, another uh, aspect of it was the, the TIF the uh, tax breaks they were given to companies. Um, and that became an issue as a part of the city-county merger. Uh, is that not correct? That's correct. But, but, but Leon, they, they are playing a game with, with, with the regular Joe that don't know what a TIF is. Uh, you know, they're they, better together saying that over uh, $5 billion have been diverted from the schools and from the uh, uh, region because of developers getting tips. 
you got to remember a TIF is 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 nothing. It's a piece of paper. It's it's tax credits that the developer has to sell to the banks. Mm-hmm. So so TIF is actually no money. It's tax credits that the developers use to produce um, a, a, a project, a whether it's a shopping mall, whether it's apartments, whether it's a hotel, but it doesn't become actual money until those tax credits are sold to the bank. The school districts will realize an influx of those dollars after that tip is repaid back to the city in 23 years, and it will be substantial. What hurts school districts are tax abatements, because that's money that's right there, but once they freeze that tax abatement, the schools receive absolutely nothing. So is that is that a part of um, what uh, is it is that a part of this uh, city county merger that's um, that that's you know, creating a, a real problem as you see it? Oh yeah, yeah, because they're giving they're giving the community uh, misinformation. Uh, they're pushing uh, that tax that tips and tax abatements are hurting uh, the the region are hurting school districts. And that's not true. They, they are not. Like I said, TIFs is not money until those tax credits are sold to the banks and the banks buy them. Um, but Better Together is using that as a tool to convince or try to convince people to support this merger. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I also... Uh ran across is when they first, when it was first presented to me or when I first started hearing about the city county merger, um, they or actually it was a, a meeting that you and I attended uh, and they talked about it was a, a statewide vote. And I understand, all right, so I, I did a little bit of research on that. And this, the statewide vote was because of there was needed to be changes in the Missouri uh, um, constitution. Is that correct? Or are you familiar with that? Well, I, I, yeah, I am. And I, I don't believe it is. Uh, I think some of it is involving the Constitution, but no, the, the main part and uh, the, the preparation is not. That's, so do you, that's my interpretation. So do you think they're um, um, trying to uh, use influence outside the St. Louis area to try to make this uh, because we've we've tried to merge the city and the county before um, on several occasions and have been unsuccessful. Do you think maybe that this is just an opportunity to try to use influence outside out state uh, to make this happen? Yeah, there's no doubt, Leon. That's the only way that they're going to have a, a success with, with getting this merger done it is uh, from outside of St. Louis City and St. Louis County. They're trying to take advantage of the Republican uh, Party, where uh, it, the the uh, legislature is is controlled by Republicans, and for the last six seven years, outstate St. Louis and, and, and the rural parts of Missouri have been governing Kansas City and St. Louis, mm-hmm. and, and so we're looking to those folks and to those influencers to get this thing through because, you know, as, as, as many, um, 
county residents, as many white residents as there are blacks are against this merger. And so they, they know that it's going to be difficult to get past in the, within the city of St. Louis and St. Louis County. So quite naturally, they're looking for those rural areas for support. Okay. And and one of the one of the things that also um, piqued my interest was in the document they talked about uh, maintaining uh, some of the cultural nature of the uh, the uh, the area. And um, so they wanted to bring the, the city as part, I guess, a, a, a municipality of the county. And, and you, as you mentioned, mentioned um, merging, merging some of the um, fire departments, police um, um, services. Uh, uh, but also part of it is not allowing the individual municipalities to set their own taxes. Correct. And, and that's one of the reasons for that 33-member council that they're putting together. But, you know, if, if, if the merger happened, uh, the city of St. Louis, as we know it, is no more. The, right. The, the, the culture that exists in not only the city of St. Louis, but in North St. Louis, ceased to exist. And, and, and all of that is, was taken into account when this select group of Better Together presented this proposal to the community. So now, I only went to the uh, to the one uh, meeting. I wasn't familiar with the other ones. And did, you, you attended uh, several of the other ones, correct? No, I, I've only attended one. And, and basically, really, Leon, that's all I needed. It, you know, it's, just, it's the same. They're presenting what they have in print. There's nothing different. Uh, they listen to the community, but they do not give feedback. So all they're doing is going through the motions to say we included the community in our deliberations. That's it. Okay. So now on on the um, uh, on the scoop, or I guess one of the um, people that helped found the the school that Adam Lane was on the board of was um, uh, a Crucian. Is he related to Lida? Yes, that's uh, Lida's son. That, that, that to me makes a strange connection. So we've got, we've got uh, a charter school. Um, we've got a charter school with a, a Crucian on it. Adam Lane is on the board of that school. Uh, Adam Lane then moves to the... Um, St. Louis Public School. Um, he has a relationship with Rick Singfield, who Rick Singfield, who um, has uh, spent money trying to um, reform the city government because he was uh, attempted to get rid of the um, uh, income tax. tax. Yes. Yeah, income tax in the city, uh, and he's for privatizing uh, the school system. Um, and and so, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and so, and so is uh, the current administration that uh, governs the school district. They are, they are slowly um, trying to transform it into trying to form transform the school district into a private entity 
which uh, they're pretty close to doing it. Right, because we had talked about uh, the last time that they were they wanted to to place a board that was selected and not elected uh, in charge of the the school system, even after they had finished their work, which they had been um, selected and not elected themselves. And my guess is uh, they've got a couple of more proponents of that on the current school board. Correct. And, and uh, they're hoping that those, those proponents on the school board will influence that board to lean in their direction. The, uh, uh, what they call it is a consortium. And what happens, or I don't know if you remember, but when they made the big announcement about the St. Louis schools being fully accredited, mm -hmm. that was not the case. But everybody ignored the data. The data showed that out of 76 schools, 33 of them had failed. So how in the world could the school district be fully accredited when you've got a third of the schools failed? And so they're taking those 33 failed schools and going to contract out management of those schools to private entities. And so this is on the path to privatizing St. Louis Public School District. Okay. And and so as we had mentioned that there was, uh, or you had mentioned last time uh, that we talked when you were going to run for the school board, is that there were uh, several, I thought, it, I think it was four or five schools that were, um, uh, I think you said failing? No, there was 33. There were 33, okay. And... Yeah. So when they privatized this, uh, had they had they put forth any any kind of a plan of how to address those issues, or is it just, um, uh, you know, they they privatized the system, and if if someone can't make money in those school districts, they just walk away from them. Is that well? well that's what can happen because what what the special administrative board is doing. Is, is taking those 33 failed and failing schools out of the public school system and going to put them out for private contract and, and let these private management companies come in and try to turn those schools around. Uh, of course, it's the same thing as when the charter school management companies came in. They created these charter schools and tried to have a better education, and it didn't. Mayor Slate had to close a group of imagine schools because they were not learning our kids and they have financial difficulties. I, yeah, I've, I've uh, the um, success rate for, so we've had uh, several years of charter and magnet schools and the success rate is, has leveled off as far as, you know, in the beginning there was this um, euphoria, I guess, about it and the the idea of a charter school was was great, but now, it, as far as the success rate goes, that has leveled off, and there's no clear data that um, privatization adds benefit to the school system. Am I correct? That's that's correct. I mean, if you look at the current uh, charter schools now, uh, you know, there's only one that's making a grade out of the uh, 37 schools that are still left. Even even the community school up on on Euclid who had good scores for the last, uh, maybe out of the last six years, 
two and a half years were very good marks. Now the school has turned around and, and is heading downward and is failing our kids. And, uh, you know, I don't have to tell you about the Confluence Academy, which uh, Mayor Slay supported and funded when it first created, and they have been failing for the last eight years. Wow, I not to see that one I did not know. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and and, and, and the, the sad thing is, man, our kids are in all these field schools, both St. Louis Public and Charters, and the systems or the administration of both those entities have not informed the parents that your child is in a field school. And by law, they're supposed to do that. But the kicker, the real big kicker with, with, with our schools is we should be de depending on the teachers union to really work with us in learning our kids. And the local 420 has been quiet on all of this, even when they came out to support certain candidates for the school board, they never talked about the current condition of the schools or the system and only supported candidates that they thought that they could have influence with. And that's sad because we have to, we have to, uh, I don't want to say blame the teachers union for those failed schools, but they have to accept responsibility for that failure as well as the administration. Very good. Um, so we're running close to time and um, I don't know if you are familiar with the privatization of the airport has, has, uh, has anything happened in that area? Well, not yet, but they're moving, they're moving forward. Which, in Leon, it's, it's no problem putting that out for bid just to see if we can make more money. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, however, the, 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 the process that they did or the process that they completed was shady. Um, right, I understand that. Yeah, we, we've got one of the best airport directors in the country. Whatever a management company could do, she is supposed to be able to do it. And they have not included her in the process of identifying management companies to come in. Uh, she plays no role whatsoever in this process. And that's questionable. Okay, um, so I think, uh, oh, we, we on the, the, so McKee still owns quite a bit of land um, here in the north side. Now, when he, was, when he was given the deal from the city to develop that property, um, now, you have, a, you have your own company, correct? Yes, sir. And you are in real estate, correct? Construction and construction. development. Okay, construction and development. Now, did you have you worked with uh, McKee on any of his projects? None whatsoever. However, you know, I was a TIF commissioner right. when he came to the TIF for that. And one of, one of the things we did, uh, Leon, because we knew that, you know, this was a big vision of his. He, he had nothing concrete. And so what we decided to do was to um, looked at his his proposal or his development in phases, and we wouldn't release any TIF credits 
until he completes one phase of the project. Okay. And that's, as far as I know, that's still in place. I mean, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, uh, anywhere, anytime soon. Uh, he's locked in with the state. He's locked in with the city, basically, because he owns all that property. Uh, he is interested in creating two employment hubs at 22nd and Market Street and at Tucker and, and Cass Avenue. Those are his two primary spots. He's done other projects in the area. I mean, his first project was a big, a huge plumbing contracting company that, that produces or uh, that sells um, plumbing supplies to every major contractor in the region. Uh, that was his first project. Uh, he's more interested in employment and business than he is in residential. Ah, okay. Okay, but he owns quite... Okay, so so he's bought a lot of property in residential areas, though. Is that, is that safe to say? Well, yeah, that, that's safe to say. I mean, it's a smart move because when a developer comes in to, to build residential, well, he owns the land. He will continue to own the land. He's just going to lease that land to those developers for those residential properties. Okay, so this was, well, okay, I understand that. So what was the city's, um, what was the city's thought behind um, giving him those projects or, or supporting him in the beginning? Because they, they had a falling out after the, or during the um, uh, purchase of the, of the area for the NGA. So what was, what was uh, if you have any idea, what was the city's um, involvement in helping him get where he was? You, you know, this is my, my personal opinion. I, 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 I'm only speaking about the, the facts as I know them. Okay. But Paul McKee is a very smart, true business person. And he saw an opportunity to make money. I truly believe that he took advantage of the city because the city was so busy on trying or so, so, uh, uh, they, they were just stuck on trying to get some type of development happening in North St. Louis that they wasn't looking and really comprehending what he was doing and putting together. And he put together a deal for Paul McKee for the next 30, 40 years. And there's just no way to get around this guy now with any type of development around NGA. And, and the city realizes that now. Um, but rather than fight this guy, you know, it, it's time for them to reach across the table and to help this guy succeed because he's in the driving seat. So with the, is there, what do you foresee is, is, the impact going forward with the city-county merger as far as Paul McKee is uh, concerned? Well, in my opinion, I, I truly believe the city and county merger will not happen because I do not believe that the representatives from Kansas City, the representatives from St. Louis, Missouri, will support that effort. And as long as they band together, because, you know, real Missouri, like I said, has been uh, micromanaging the laws affecting Kansas City and St. Louis for the last 10 years. 
So unless the representatives from Kansas City and St. Louis stick together, um, better together uh, will not happen. Uh, with that being, that's not going to hurt the McKee project. He's set. He's, he's, he's moving forward with, with his plans. His projects are taking off very slowly, but they're taking off. I think the city needs to get more involved with him and let bygones be bygones because the engineering is happening, but we have to develop the surrounding communities of the NGA. And we can't do that without Paul McKee because he holds that land. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so let's say that the, uh, and I'll make this my last question. Um, so let's say the city county merger fails. Um, what happens then from, from the, the standpoint of the city? Well, I think the, the city is going to continue uh, the progress as they are. I think we're going to see, uh, as you know, uh, the uh, reduction of the board of aldermen will happen. We will go down to 14 seats, and I think that's going to be a, a win-win for the city that we're going to be able to do things much simpler and much quicker with, a, with less persons at the board of aldermen. Uh, I think the, the, the key to the success for the city of St. Louis is going to be the next mayoral race. Uh, I, I don't know uh, if, if, if there's a candidate out there that uh, the black community is considering. I do know that Mayor Crewson wants another term. Uh, Mayor Crewson is very receptive to North St. Louis and the black community, and she's putting some right folks in the right place. You know, but I think the key will be uh, her and the Board of Aldermen and, and what that board is going to look like, look like after the reduction. And don't forget, Leon, we still got the redistricting that's going to be happening that's going to affect St. Louis also. Okay. I want to say thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Oh, yes, I, I really appreciate it. I, I, I hope you stay on this because, you know, the best thing we have in the community is is communication and, and knowledge. And your show brings, brings that knowledge to the, to the community, especially to the average Joe like myself. Well, thank you very much, and I'll do my best to try to hang in there. That wraps it up for today. I want to thank everyone for joining me this afternoon. The podcast is streamed live each week, and it's on YouTube. You're also encouraged to participate by asking questions and including your thoughts. To participate, you can contact Altitude Adjustment by connecting via Skype at thelionsden.stl at gmail.com or Google at thelionsden.stl at gmail.com. Please feel free to connect with me on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and on YouTube. Also, be sure to look for this and other episodes where you listen to podcasts. Your likes and shares are internet gold, so please like and share this podcast where you find it. Remember, be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.